0: Hi, my love. growing podcast community. Now, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be, until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality, and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth in each episode i share personal stories wisdom and insight related to manifestation co-creation the akashic records spiritual laws and so much more i'll chat with powerful thought leaders that i feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you i've spent so much time trying to do things the way that i felt i should have But girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be. And honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you guys listen to this episode. So before we get started, I always have my little disclaimer of the sound. I'm currently sitting on the living room poof. It's kind of like a beanbag chair, but like a lot cuter, a little bit more luxurious looking. You know, we love the luxe vibes. Um, so if you guys hear like, a, like that, that little shuffling noise, is because I'm rearranging myself. But I am so excited for this episode. So if you guys may not have picked up or noticed or like gotten um what's the word i'm looking for hello i'm blinking on on words right now but if you haven't noticed this entire month on the podcast we're talking all about money and i think i actually said it explicitly in the last episode where i was talking with sarah lewis and we're talking all about abundance and creating abundance in your business and your life in general so these episodes like i said for this month are going to be really based on money really based on calling in money on getting your whole money mindset, your money story together. I think this is such an important time to do this, not just because we're going through a global pandemic. And for a lot of people, it's meant a season of extreme uncertainty when it comes to finances. But just because in general, it's a good thing to have a good handle on your money. It's a good thing to really understand your money mindset and be working on that because money is a resource in this world. It's an energetic resource. We all have availability to it. But the more that you can really understand money and understand the role that money plays in your life, the more that you can call more in, live a more abundant lifestyle, live a lifestyle that's really one that's aligned with your dreams, aligned with your vision. And one that feels really good to you, money is not a source of happiness, but money does allow us to create a lifestyle that we love. It allows us to buy the things that we want, to experience the services that we want, to be able to tip others and help others and give back in the ways that we want to. So more money for you means a better world. And like I said in this month, we're talking about how you can call in more money. So this episode, I really want to talk about debt. And I also really specifically want to talk about budgeting. So if you guys do not know, yeah, I don't think I've mentioned it. So I'm actually working on this beta program. I like, honestly, I kind of don't like the word program. It sounds I don't know really like buttoned up and awkward to me sometimes so it's a masterclass experience that's what I prefer to call it and I'm working with a group of ladies and we are essentially working on helping them to go from where they are now to their next level life the masterclass experience is actually called your next level life it's a four-week experience where it's self-study but you can upgrade to the VIP and um, have two one-on-one calls with me one After the second week or after the first week of the program going into your second week and the second call would be towards the end when you're finalizing and you're finishing up and everything like that. And so part of this masterclass experience this program. Is the second week where we're talking all about abundance and this actually inspired today's episode because i have a masterclass in there called manifesting your debt-free life and in that masterclass, i really go in depth on how i was able to manifest away credit card debt and i won't say i'm completely debt free because i'm not i have student loans and they're there and i'm not pressed by them only because i have like a plan for them little student loans okay you feel me they're not that little but i have a plan for them okay But I want to talk about debt because I feel like we awkwardly avoid this conversation. I think when it comes to student loans or student loan debts, I think we're very more so open to talking about that because for a lot of people, it seems like a more acceptable form of debt right if you tell people i have like a hundred thousand dollars in student loans right it's kind of like depending on where you went to school and stuff like that because it obviously is it very dependent on where you live where you went to school private school public school all that stuff it could be something like okay that's a lot of money but it's almost seemed as like it's worth it because you got this really prestigious piece of paper or you went to this really prestigious school and got this amazing piece of paper that signifies that you are somehow more worthy in society. You're smarter, you're more elite, you are top tier because you went to this place and you got this education. And so the exchange that you paid, having this, this amount of debt you know, tied to your name, it somehow seemed as something that's acceptable worthy because of what you receive in exchange for it right But when we talk about some of the other forms of debt, like credit card debt or like people who um, maybe have medical debt, things like that, I think, and and I think medical debt may be uh, more in line with the acceptable forms of debt, right? Unless you did something like got plastic surgery and went into debt. And I think that's when people start to look at you like, ooh, that's not acceptable, right? But credit card debt is a little bit less acceptable because when we talk about credit card debt, we talk about, you know, specifically living in America and the amount of people who are in credit card or who have credit card debt it's seen as like unresponsible right or irresponsible rather like it's kind of like oh you spent all this money and you racked up all this debt like what you do you went shopping and you did this and you did that and you you just you just did the most and now you have a bunch of credit card debt and I think it's it's really hard because there are so many situations that you don't really know about until you get to know someone. So zoning on zoning in on my specific situation because I do think that it's important for me or it's not important for me to open up but I do like opening up about this stuff with you guys because I think I want to help to remove some of that shame from it and let you guys know that if you have credit card debt if you are someone who, you know, you you have a lot of money that you owe to a specific entity that it's okay. It's okay. It's not that you're bad with money or that you are irresponsible. It's that you were put in a certain situation and you did what you had to or maybe you picked up certain habits from your childhood and you were just playing out those truths and those beliefs that you knew that got you to that place And of course it's important to take responsibility for where you are for the debt that you do have for the amount of money that you have accumulated that you owe a specific entity but it's not you know this is not the time to play the blame game. We're here to play the responsibility game and the okay, we've taken responsibility. How can we change this? How can we act on this? How can we turn this around to create the reality that we want? Because we're not just going to sit here blaming ourselves and throwing a pity party about it because what's what's that going to do? We're just going to be in debt and we're going to be sad about it and we're not here for that. We're not open to that and we're not available to that anymore. So my specific situation, I actually started to accumulate credit card debt very early. Um, this really started, um, I think I was, eight, I was definitely 18. Obviously you have to be 18 to apply for credit card, but it was right before going into my first year of university and i actually secured a full scholarship for my school that i went to um i think you guys know i went to bu so i went to bu for undergrad got a full scholarship and it covered room and board or sorry reverse it covered tuition and it didn't cover room and board so i had to take out some loans some student loans for like room and board and stuff like that and then when it came to books, nobody had told me, honey, that these books was gonna be pricey, okay? And y'all know maybe it, it was just me because I didn't have parents who went to college or siblings who went to college who could kind of give me the ins and outs, the tea on this. But I didn't know that, you know, you could like really finesse the whole book thing at school to save money in certain ways. So I was that person buying these damn books like brand new. I did find a couple deals on some, but things like my school books i remember i needed a laptop for school um just altogether supplies like when you're going into school the first year as a freshman like you want to have stuff like you need to have you know like bedding you need to have um depending on whether you're living in a dorm or an apartment like you want to have like you know little things in your place to make it feel homey and you also need little things to live like you need laundry detergent you need um like I said the bedding you need a laptop you need to get your books for school you need to just have things to live as a human being and at the time honestly my parents didn't save up a college fund for me and that wasn't you know they're immigrants they're coming to this country they're really unfamiliar with the school system and the expense of it i think that was a surprise that came to us all so thank god for the scholarship I was able to secure for the tuition because otherwise, I don't think I would have been able to go to BU. Bu's tuition is insane, you guys. Like, look it up. It is a private school, and it is freaking, like, it's a lot to go there, okay? So that's where my credit card debt started because I had to buy this stuff for school, and my parents were helping as much as they could, but this stuff adds up. And especially, I bought a MacBook for my first laptop. I always loved Apple. I was an Apple gal, you know what I'm saying? So the MacBook came in there, and y'all know how much... that macbook be okay we're not gonna play games that macbook that thing be adding up baby so that's how it started for me and it sort of went on with me being at school And I was working, but of course I had my credit card to sort of like help me if there was something I needed to pay for where if I worked that week and I couldn't get it and I needed it for school, I would use the card on that. Typically for things like food and going out and stuff like that, I use like money where I worked on campus for that. But for anything else, I really would use the credit card And and it sort of started to instill these. Um, these habits in me where I was using the card and relying on the card and sort of with this mentality of like I'm young I'm in college you know I, I have time to pay this back because when I get out of school i am be working a full-time job and I sort of had this unrealistic expectation I think and at the time I don't think it was unrealistic I think it was realistic because I was you know in my head i'm coming from this really prestigious well-known university i should be able to secure a really good job and get a a good amount of money and go into this place where i'm making money to pay this back really quick right and so the debt racked up and things happened and then there was a situation where i had to have surgery and then i incurred some medical debt from that and it was a there was just a bunch of different things that were happening where debt was being piled on And at the time, like I said, I'm in college. I'm sort of living this, and and when you're in college, so you're kind of in this bubble. And with BU, it was even more of a bubble because we were in the city on campus. But it's like BU's campus is really magical in this way where you're in the middle of the city of Boston, but you're also sort of like within this bubble, this magical bubble of BU and the community of BU. So it felt very surreal, and it felt very much like this debt that I was acquiring didn't feel as potent, as real as it was. And I wasn't brought up with these understandings of finances, you know, things like saving. Honestly, you guys, like it seems so crazy when I when I think about that now but I wasn't taught how to save money and so I didn't really save money all those years of working at school I don't know where that money went it went on food it went towards food it went towards some of the books it went towards paying the credit card bill um like the minimums of the credit card bill and you know throughout the years those four years I think I ended up getting a second credit card and that also racked up a a bit of debt as well but essentially, I was just in this world where I wasn't fully an adult. And I think, you know, college has that that nice medium for you sometimes where you're able to have the freedom of an adult in that you're now away from your home. You're now able to really set your schedule, do your own thing. But at the same time, you don't have the full adult responsibilities of rent, of whatever, like, right? Because the tuition money, even that, like, it's so... Massive when you see the bill. Like, I remember they would send out like the semester bill and it would show like what the tuition was, what my scholarship covered, what my room and board was, and then where my loan came in to cover like whatever was like the difference. And to see like amounts like $40,000, $50,000 being charged, it, it didn't seem real. Like, it just didn't seem like a thing. I'd never seen that much money in my bank account, let alone to think that there was a bill of that caliber being paid off by this scholarship or being paid by this loan, right? It just seemed very, 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 very surreal. So all that to say, those habits, those practices, that time spent at college, and then I had time after college where I went through some struggles. You guys have heard my story multiple times with the full-time job, um, not having work for a little bit. That's when things start to change. So when I actually... um, After I got fired from the first full-time job, had that whole stint where I was struggling. I had to borrow money from family and friends to pay my bills. Like that, you guys, was probably one of my lowest lows financially, Um, not even one of my lowest. It was the lowest for me financially. And I remember at that time feeling like this cannot happen again. I am not available for this to happen again. This is never happening to me again. I declared it. I said it. And I made sure that that was going to be true for my life. And so when I got the job at this company after that, I ended up staying at for about a year and a half. It was a great company um amazing met so many amazing people there that's when i really started to turn things around um it didn't start immediately but at that job i was getting paid weekly and i remember i i caught up with um my bills certain bills that had been set aside because it, there was just there was no money for it i caught up with those things and that's when i really started to think about things in a different light it became okay well How am I going to turn this around? Because I don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck forever. I don't want to be looking at this massive debt and to be paying the minimums and seeing the interest come right back. It would be something like I'd pay the minimum on my credit card bill, you guys, and the interest would be so much that it would be like I didn't pay the bill. Like, say if my minimum was like $80, the interest would be like $80 and it's like nothing happened. So even though, you know, my my credit was showing that I was paying this bill on time after not having paid it for a while, I was to the point where it was just canceling out in terms of the interest and then also another thing i want to kind of let you guys in on too is that during this time with all of this stuff happening when i went through the period of time where i really could not pay my bills you guys like i literally could not pay um my credit score dropped so much because i remember calling the credit card companies and these people and telling them like hey i i simply like i cannot like is there anything you can do for me can you pause the payments can you do this like i as soon as i get a job as soon as i'm able to i will pay this back like is there anything you can do and much like you know the credit card companies like one of them discovered that's why banquet discovered now because they were the only company that actually had a heart for me and was like yeah we can like pause your stuff and we're able to um you know, not have you be penalized for the fact that you're going through a really tough time right now. But these other companies out here, they did not give a single fuck. They just did not care. They were charging their monies. And I was like, bet. okay, (laughs) like, okay." there's already nothing I could do. Right. And so my credit score dropped. My the debt went up. It was it was a really tough time, you guys. And so in telling you this story i want to sort of tell you the steps that i went through in order to manifest my way out of that debt as we speak right now um i wanted to essentially have this episode recorded to be like i have fully paid off my credit card debt but as we speak right now i do have some credit card debt still simply because the other day my dog um got pretty sick he was throwing up a bunch and it It seemed very serious because he doesn't usually he'll throw up here and there like, you know, dogs do. But he was throwing up like every 15 minutes and he got pretty um, sick looking. So I had to take him to the emergency vet and the bill was like, you know. As the emergency vets go, the bill was was definitely up there for all the tests they had to do and they had to keep him overnight. And so I actually used um, I used my Chase credit card to pay for that. I had the money and savings I could have used, but I used my credit card to pay for that because I was like, I'm going to pay it back anyways. Um, so I did that so I can get the points and I'm actually planning to make a payment on that on Monday because I'm waiting for some money to clear. So. By the time you guys listen to this, a payment will be posted on my account, and I will have paid off all of my credit card debt. And I don't know the exact number, but we're looking at over ten thousand dollars. I want to say, um, with everything that happened with him the other day, we were looking at probably close to three or not three. We're looking at close to thirteen thousand dollars of debt paid off within. When did I start this? I want to say about a year. So this is the steps that I took to do that. And you guys have to keep in mind, obviously, you know, everyone's timeline is going to be different. This is not to say you have to do X amount of debt repayment within X amount of time. This was what I did to sort of do that. And not only was I paying off this debt at the time, you guys, but you have to remember, we moved into this whole new apartment. There was a lot of money put into this apartment to to move from Boston to New Jersey. I want to say it was about, it was close to $10,000, you guys. It was close to $10,000. And the reason being is that there were a lot of things that I had to pay for and do that did have to do with the apartment, but that also kind of had to do with just like paying certain bills in advance um, before coming here so that we came here really settled. And there was also a saving. So, at the same time. So at the same time that I'm paying off debt, that I'm getting ready to move across uh, state lines and that I'm, um, what am I saying? At the same time paying off debt, I'm also preparing to move and I'm also saving money and I'm also paying my bills, right? So all these things are happening in tandem. So I think for me, it really is like a huge like clap moment for myself because all of this was done with not a lot of, Like, not a lot of increase in my income. All I did was changed the way that I looked at my income and changed the way that I dealt with my income. So let's go ahead and get into this because I've given you guys a pretty good like backstory on how the debt was accumulated, what the numbers were looking like. Like I said, I don't have exact numbers for you guys. I hope that's okay. I, those numbers I gave you are as close as I could get right now. Um, and let's go into how you can sort of do the same for yourself because we're looking at you guys have four months left to 2020. I don't know if you guys have any goals for 2020, but you have four months left. Of the year and there's also 2021 and so let's set ourselves up for financial success for the rest of this year moving into next year um and let's talk about how we're gonna do that so the first thing that i did and the first thing that you guys should do is identify a money goal right This was the biggest thing for me because at the time I was being, before I I did this, I was being really arbitrary with, with money goals. It was like, okay, you know, I knew I had this debt and I knew I wanted to repay it, but I never said when, um, I knew I had money coming in, but I didn't know where my money was going. I wanted to set a money goal because by setting a money goal, once I was able to do that, that, like I said in the episode with the comparisonitis, like once you have your goal markers, your goal posts, you're able to. Say whether or not you're on par, you're on track, you're off track, you're you're doing great, you're not doing so well, you need to pick things up. Like you're able to really assess how you're doing, right? And when we talk about money goals, let's talk about specifically SMART goals. I know some of you are familiar with SMART goals. If you're not familiar with SMART goals, let me break it down for you, baby girl, because you need to know about this, okay? When you're setting a goal, any goal, this doesn't have to do with money only. But we're talking about money today, so let's bring it back to money. You need to have a SMART goal. And SMART is an acronym. It starts for um, specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, why am I yelling, (laughs) and time-based. Okay? So, for example, if you're like, I want to save money that's not a goal that's a wish that's a desire that's you saying something honestly that's just words at this point you just breathe in air because first of all how much money do you want to save you have to be specific right Um, It has to be something that's measurable, like like the, the how much can go into the specificity and also the measurability of the money as well. Actionable. Is that something you can take action on right now? Is there a way that you can actually save the money? Is there a way that you can allocate certain funds to go into a savings account? Relevant. Is this money goal? Is this goal relevant? Right. So saving money is relevant to financial success for you. Time based do you, how much do you want to save by X amount of time, right? Giving yourself a deadline for this so that you can again assess by, you know, halfway through the deadline. Are you halfway there? Are you more than halfway there? Are you a little bit less than halfway there? How can you pick it up? How can you change things in order to make sure that by the time you get to your deadline, your finish line for the goal that you've set, you are achieving that goal or you have achieved that goal, right? So a lot of times when we set goals in life and with money, we're very arbitrary. And I I think for us, a lot of that comes from fear, right? If we set a goal and we set a deadline, I think for a lot of us, there can be this fear around not achieving the goal by the specific deadline. And like I said to you guys before, the goals are they're they're set as like guidelines right but they're able to be flexible you set your own goals and you can have flexibility with them now this is not to say that you set a goal and you completely dismiss the timeline that you've set for the goal but this is to say that if you get to the end of a a goal like the timeline that you set for a goal and say you said okay i want to save $5,000, um, in six months. If you get to six months and you didn't save $5,000 and now we get to assess what happened. Now we get to say, did we save, you know, X amount per month? Like we said we would. Okay. Check. We did that. Okay. What happened? Did, did a certain expense come up that you didn't expect that you had to pay for that set you back? Okay. That happened. That was out of your control. So it's not that you didn't try your best or do your best to get to the specific goal. It's that life happened. It's that shit happened sometimes and something came in the way and something allowed you to have to spend you know money on something that you didn't plan and that's okay so now you're able to say okay I didn't hit this goal but now I understand why okay maybe you look at that goal again and you say okay I was eating out every single day and um, because of that, I wasn't able to save every single month like I wanted to. Okay, so now for you know the next six months, whatever goal you have, you can start to be like, okay, I need to eat out less. Because if I'm going to get to this specific goal, I have to address the behavior that was hindering me from from um, achieving that specific goal, you feel me? So we wanna set ourselves a money goal. And I remember when I was at that first, um, or when I was at the full-time job where I started to really do this and to start to think about this. And this was sort of my journey into this, I had set a specific goal around savings. So before I even started to do the debt thing, which I kind of wish I was doing them maybe more so um addressing the debt or doing them in tandem at the time but I really started off first with savings because I realized I didn't have a savings and I remember I started off with savings first because after going through what I had went through where I literally had no money and I couldn't pay these bills and I had to reach out to people for help I was like I don't want to put myself in that place ever again I need to make sure that I have a specific padding I have some savings so that if something happens I can go to that savings and take that money out and use that for that rainy day or for whatever right and so that's where I started with my money goals is not with the debt repayment, but more so with the savings. You guys should assess where you are with your money. You should assess what's going on in your life. Do you need a say do you have a savings right now? Do you need a savings? Well, OK, we all need a savings, but do you have one right now if you don't? Then maybe you start there. Um, Do you have debt? If you don't have debt, then you go right into savings. So really assess for yourself what that looks like. I think you're all able to really intuitively feel out what what you need to do in that situation. Start with the debt repayment, start with the savings, or start with both. So I started with the savings, and I remember since I was getting paid weekly, I set myself a goal of how much money I wanted to save per week. And once I did that, I actually did the actionable thing, and I took measures to... um, with the agency I was working through for that job, I hit them up and I was like, hey, can we make sure that X amount of money from each check goes into this account every single week? I did that so that I wouldn't have to think about it. It was on autopilot. It was automatically set. And what I did from there is I was able to say, okay, instead of me getting paid X amount of money per week, I adjusted that amount in my head. And I said, no, 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 no. My check is now this amount, right? Because now I was sort of like, it was sort of like the money going into my savings, I was like pretending I didn't even have that money. Like I was just letting it go into the savings and I wasn't paying attention to it. I wasn't looking for it. I was I was not touching it, you guys. I did not touch that money because previously um in times that I had tried to save I would put money in my savings account, but then, you know, I would like want to eat something or I'd want to go somewhere and I just move the money over for my savings. You guys know how with the banks you get like, I think it's five or six um, times per month you can move money from your savings to your checking. I would always hit that limit, you guys. That's that's how I was treating my savings. It wasn't like I was saving it. It was like, it was just a second checking account. And so this time I was like, nope, I'm not available for that behavior anymore. And so the money that was going into my savings, I wasn't touching it. All it was doing was growing. It was accumulating. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And I ended up not touching any of that money until, um, until we had to move here and I have to take out some for the specific deposits and stuff like that. But that was when I actively knew that I was putting money into that um, account for this apartment. So it was that I knew money was going in there for this apartment. So when I took it out, it wasn't like I was, you know, going against something that I promised myself. I knew that at X amount of time I would have to take out X amount of money from that account in order to pay for like the first month's last rent. Um, and then we also ended up getting something called a guarantor. So we had to pay for that as well. So um, the next thing you guys want to do is identify your necessities, your non-negotiables and your money holes. So with this, I think, you know, and even bring it, let's, let's actually flip, um, let's flip the script on what, what am i trying to say right now i have another tip that's actually um, using a budget to track that's going to be tip number three but i kind of want to talk about these tip number two which is identifying your necessities your non-negotiables and your money holes and tip number three which is using a budget to track your expenses and your income i want to talk about those two at the same time in tandem right now because those two really really go hand in hand and before we even get into the budget thing i think one thing is that a lot of us see budgets as restrictive um budgets have this this like aura around them like we really think of them as being very restrictive we think of like when someone says they're budgeting or they budget it's like oh like you don't ever buy yourself anything fun or like oh you never shop or you never go out to eat or you never do this that's not what a budget is, you guys. And honestly, I say that because like I said, I had that really like awful understanding or awful um, just like thunking. Th- I cannot talk right now, you guys. Oh my gosh. I think it's because I am so tired, so sleepy today. But I had those thoughts around budgeting where it was sort of like someone who budgeted just was very, very restrictive, almost like dieting, right? I'm not someone who likes the idea of diets or dieting because it always seems restrictive to me. And I'm always like, well, it's like you can just clean up your diet but why restrict yourself completely from foods that you love or from foods that you 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 would want to enjoy here and there simply because you want to lose weight like why not just cut back a little bit on those things right and that's what I see budgeting as now is like instead of it being like a diet it's more so adjusting your diet and adjusting your lifestyle to match that of the result that you want to receive in your life right and so when we think of budget I love to think about the idea of consciously budgeting and that's where we come in with this idea of identifying our necessities our non-negotiables and our money holes and when you create your budget you really want to list out first start with just listing out every single thing you pay for per month and don't do this off the top of your head do not do this off the top of your head go to your bank account Look at the statement for maybe like the last month to the last three months, because there are payments that maybe you pay every three months or something like that. Look at your statements and look at every single thing that you have paid for. Okay, are you paying for maybe your rent? Are you paying for your car payment like me? Are you paying for your car insurance? Are you paying for these coffees that you buy? Are you paying for Netflix? Are you paying for Hulu? Write down every single thing or write down how much money you're spending on all these things. Then I want you to go through and basically like maybe you could do three different color highlights or something with this or you can like color code them in some way. Um, So maybe highlight with one color the things that are your necessities these are the things that are, you need them to live, right? Or you need them to basically maintain your specific lifestyle. And by lifestyle, I mean like, okay, for example, if you don't pay your rent, you're not going to have an apartment, you're not going to have a place to live. That's sort of like, you know, when we're thinking of um, the hierarchy of needs, right? That's sort of one of the basic needs. You need a household, you need food, you need, you know, uh, comfort in that way. So, basically something like your rent, something like your car payment, something like your car insurance, something like your groceries. You want to mark that off as your necessities. Those are the things that you really need to live as a human being, the very, very basics. Then you want to go through and mark your non-negotiables. So these are the things that are like you don't need them to live but for you and your specific lifestyle you really do enjoy them and you love them so these are going to be things like your coffee maybe you're someone like me you love to get a Dunkin' coffee maybe it's your netflix no one needs netflix to live but if you're someone that you enjoy watching movies here and there you enjoy watching tv shows and that is your form of entertainment maybe you don't have cable and you have netflix and hulu mark that as your non-negotiable, right? Go through and put down those things. And again, those are things that really create this happy lifestyle for you. They bring you joy. They bring you entertainment. They bring you the fun pieces of your day-to-day or or your week-to-week life, right? And then lastly, I want you guys to go through and mark your money holes. So these are the things where you're paying for them, but they're not completely necessary, right? So this can be something like, Um, For example, I I gave this example in my Money Masterclass. Um, I recently had a subscription for Scentbird. I love perfume. I love wearing perfume. And since quarantine, I, you know, not going out, I don't wear a lot of, um, or that's the thing, I do like to wear my perfumes, but I don't wear a lot of my nice perfumes indoors. Or I don't want to sometimes because sometimes it's kind of like, I don't really want to be walking around the house wearing Dior perfume, Right or i mean i kind of do but i don't want to spray my like whole bottle of dior perfume so I got a Scentbird subscription because I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and get like maybe two or three little bottles of trial size perfumes. That way, like when I'm just like in the house day to day and I want something really nice, like I want an actual perfume, but I don't want to spray my big bottle of perfume. I can have that. And so I got a Scentbird subscription. But then after having the Scentbird subscription for a little bit, it was sort of like that became a money hole for me. It wasn't like I needed it. It wasn't like it was a non-negotiable for me. Like, oh my God, I need my Scentbird perfume. It was. Sort Sort of like i had this subscription that was going and i just kind of let it go and I, it was going and it was going and that was money coming out of my account that is something like a that's a money hole there's like stuff that you're paying for right now where you don't need it it's not like it's making you extremely happy to have it maybe you signed up for something and you got your benefits from it but because of habit or because it's just been there and you've never really taken the time to take it off your account it's taking out money maybe for you that's the coffee maybe you get coffee every morning but it's not like you love coffee or you really enjoy coffee coffee it's sort of become a habit for you where you're like getting this coffee every morning because you walk to work or you, t- you take the train to work and it's the coffee place that happens to be there and you happen to stop by that can be a money hole for you so identify the places where you're spending money where it's not bringing you a lot of joy and it's not necessary you mark those down and what really happens after that is you really want to just remove the money holes cl- uh, close up those money holes right so for me that looked like canceling my semper subscription i was like okay well this isn't something that I, I really need in my life. I really love to have it. It's just sort of there. I can cancel it and I'm not going to miss really much of anything because I've gotten my benefit from it. So what are those money holes for you? Identify where you can start to plug those holes and really get rid of the places that you're leaking money out of your account for no reason. Right. For no reason, essentially so use a budget to track those things I love to do my budget um, I, I've started to do it a little bit differently this month and I'm testing out a new way of doing it but I actually would do my budget in Google Sheets and I have multiple tabs for each month I actually have my tabs dating way back to when I worked at that job when I started to do this I would list out basically how much money I had coming in for the month how much I would expect and now it's a little bit different because with freelancing my budget sort of fluctuates a little bit but I write down like a minimum that I expect to receive and then i write down like all of the things that i'll be paying for that month so i put down like the car payment the insurance the rents i can put down everything i put down how much that adds up to and then if there are any specific um leftovers i put that somewhere so i don't do my budgeting in terms of like you know i have like 200 left over that's just like randomly Out there i make sure that every single dollar is accounted for so if i somehow look do my budget and maybe that month i have an extra 200 or 300 that automatically goes into savings that now i allocate that money into savings and within my budget i make sure that i plan for taxes now like saving for taxes and also saving just for my savings and i'm also going to be um starting to invest and i'm gonna open a new retirement and investment account later this year or not even later this year i'm probably gonna open it next month or i guess we're already in september so this month um the whole lunchbox my dog situation set things back a little bit in terms of that but that's gonna be happening soon so now i'm gonna be budgeting that into like how much am i putting into this investment account so with every single um line that you put on there make sure all of your dollars are accounted for like i said you want each dollar to have a purpose and you want each dollar to matter something like your groceries might fluctuate something like your you know your coffee if that's a non-negotiable for you maybe one week you get it twice a week maybe another week it's a crazy week and you get coffee four times a week i don't know what that looks like for you but maybe write down you know the the fluctuations that can happen there write down the maximum and really use your budget to sort of track and track in a conscious way how you're spending your money because at the end of the day we're using money money Oh, excuse me, I just like a little burp. We're using money to exchange, right? We're using money to exchange for a service. We're using money to exchange for a product. We're giving our funds in order to receive something that we want in return. And so all you're doing with this budget sheet is you're tracking your exchanges. You're tracking, okay, I'm going to exchange X amount of money in order to keep my car and be able to experience having a car and able to experience the freedom of being able to drive wherever I want, whenever I want with this car. I am exchanging this money in order to have healthy groceries, in order to have healthy foods to fuel my body. I'm exchanging this money this month in order to have X, Y, and Z. So look at it that way and see your exchanges as something where you're happy to give over your money in order to receive the service, the experience, and the product that you want in return and so that's how i use my budget to track and i think the last thing i would say for you guys when it comes to this um this whole episode is to take inspired action to open new money portals. I have been talking about this on Instagram. I think I talked about it in the first podcast this month where we came back from the hiatus, talking about just me exploring different things. And I think that is something that you guys should really lean into, right? If you get a hit of inspired action to do something and maybe start a hobby, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to monetize that hobby right away. But if you keep getting hits and it keeps going down this path where people are asking you, to to sell something or they're asking if they can buy something for you or they're asking if you do certain services like allow yourself to lean into the possibility that you can open a money portal to exchange your services your product or your intellect for money um don't ever think that your money is limited like if you right now have a full-time job or you have one specific source of income Understand that you're able to really build out multiple sources of income in order to fuel your desired exchanges. Like if you if there's something you want, like say you wanted to have like weekly massages in your in your budget, but right now you're not at the place where you can afford or you can afford to exchange for weekly massages. Maybe that's something where a new money portal, a new exchange, or a new um, flow of money coming into your life can open that for you can open the way for you to be able to get weekly massages so really just allow yourself to be open to new money portals like i said you guys debt is not something to be ashamed of but it is something where you want to accept responsibility for how you got into the debt and now take action to get yourself out of it by really plugging my money holes by really being conscious of how I was spending my money by, you know, allowing myself to no longer be afraid to open my banking app and look at how much money I had and look at where my spending was and look at how crazy I was spending. I was able to really, Allocate funds in the way I wanted to, I was able to pay off debt. I started to do something where I was, instead of, you know, shopping and treating myself first, I was putting money into my savings and putting money towards paying off this credit card bill first. So you really just have to change your perspective. You have to change your actions towards how you treat your money. You have to really allow yourself to open up those new portals for money. And once you start doing that, you guys, I swear to you, you're going to be able to pay off that debt in no time. That debt that you had that was sitting there for years and years and years. Years, or maybe for months and months, or maybe it's new debt that you recently acquired for whatever it is that you have going on in your life, it can be paid off quickly. And it can be paid off without you having to sacrifice your life. Because one thing that I never did all this time was sacrifice. I still had my coffees. I still went out to eat with friends when I wanted to go out to eat with friends. I still shopped at TJ Maxx. I still did those things, but it was just more so that I changed other behaviors and other ways that I used and treated my money in order to make sure that I could still do the non-negotiable, still have the fun I wanted with my money, but also, also, also pay off the debt also save thousands of dollars just in case something happened or not even just in case something happened but just to have just to remind myself to look at my account and say i am taking care of i am abundant i have and i'm able to call in more um treat your money good and your money will treat you good you'll call in more you'll always have always be provided for and i know it's hard right now again with the pandemic and with so many things that have become extremely even more uncertain for a lot of people but just know that there are still ways to call money even when so many people are going through a really hard time there are people who are going through their best months with money there are people who have earned the most money that they have ever earned in their life during this year and so that goes to show you that it is possible that that reality is available and open those people set up a specific way that they looked at their money the way that they treated their money in order to create a life and a reality where during a global pandemic they're still able to earn and you can do the same thing too so I hope this episode was really helpful for you guys I hope that you were able to sort of take some of these tips and really, um, really work towards your money goals. If you guys are interested in the Your Next Level Life um, Masterclass experience that I am planning, I think this is going to be launching in October because I'm wrapping up the beta this month and I'm getting feedback from the women who are in there let me know just dm me on instagram and let me know if you're interested once that's open for enrollment and stuff like that i'll go ahead and shoot you over the link for it like i said it's four weeks of content the first we're really just talking about clarifying our next level life the second we're going through finances the third week we're going through structuring our next level life and then the fourth week we're going through really unblocking the subconscious blocks and beliefs that are holding us back from experiencing our next level life so it's a four-week program meant to instill you with the tools and everything in order to create that next level for yourself there's so many workbooks um i like it because it's laid out with a certain roadmap like i don't like when i go into like an experience or a program and it's really all over the place and I don't have like I'm like okay what like what do I do next like what's the best way to approach this because I think that makes it really confusing and that makes it something where you're less likely to do it because you feel very overwhelmed with the content um in this it's not overwhelming or it shouldn't be there's just enough content for what you're doing I'm getting so much feedback from the women in there who have been making amazing progress when we literally are just heading into week three. I've had a couple DMs from them, a couple messages, and they're talking about how they gained so much clarity towards what they actually thought they wanted and then what they actually really wanted. They've gained clarity towards how they want to show up for their next level self, how they want to create this next level life. And I think it's really cool because... It just goes to show you, it's like, you know, you may want this life where you're living, you know, the the million dollar lifestyle, you're, you know, on the private jet, you're doing whatever that looks like for you. But sometimes it's like, instead of focusing on the full staircase ahead of you, focus on that next step. What does that next step look like for you? And how can you actually take that next step and then take the next one and the next one and the next one. And then before you know it, you're at the top of the staircase, looking down at all the steps that you were able to take to get to where you wanted to. So if that's you, if that sounds like something that you're interested go ahead and like i said just dm me when this opens up um most likely in four weeks from today around a month from today i'll go ahead and shoot you over the link and um I'm just very excited. I think that this is something that you guys will love and I like I said I'm just super excited for it. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and leave me a review if you enjoyed. DM me on Instagram to let me know how you like this episode and I will see you guys next week for another uh I think we're doing another interview episode next week. I have Jenna Black coming on the podcast. And she's going to be talking to us all about, again, abundance, calling in money, creating more portals for abundance. And you guys are going to love that one. It was a really, really juicy episode. So tune back in for that one next week. And I will see you guys then, or I will, I guess I'll talk to you then for the next episode. And I will see you guys on Instagram. Have an amazing day and amazing rest of your week. Bye. Okay, so I know today's episode was juicy. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show or share Manifest Daily with a friend or on social media. If you do share on social media, don't forget to tag me at The Manifest Daily. And if you want even more of The Manifest Daily spiritual and wellness tea, head over to www.themanifestdaily.com. It's also linked in the show notes where you can learn all about our new membership, take a free tour or enroll in an annual or month-to-month subscription today. Thank you again for being here i appreciate you and i will chat with you guys in the very next episode bye amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.